The ambulances are queuing up. Really? To take people to hospital. About 4,000 people do it. Only right. half of them finish. Yeah? Uh, so if you want to run, run through water at minus 10, ice two ah. to four inches thick, and you literally got hypothermia as you ended. Hi, this is Mick Tully, and you're listening to Mixed Martial Arts. He was one of the first guys I met in the JKD world through Lucky Madar. You uh, came up to a couple of Rick Young seminars. Then I met you down at a couple of Guru down in Osanto seminars, and we went out for breakfast yeah, before yeah. Bob Breeze. Yeah. And the first thing that struck me about Andy, like he was just such a lovely guy and a really good martial artist. And it's an absolute honour to have him. It's the one and only. I'm going to have to try and get all his titles now. Uh, guru, Sifu, Professor, and Sensei Andy Nugent. Thanks for coming on, man. No worries, mate. No right. worries. And so, Andy's good enough. Andy. <laughs> Andy is good. Now he's honestly, I'm going to embarrass him. One of the nicest guys I know in martial arts. First of all, I just like to say I'm so happy to see that you'd go full time with martial arts. Been yeah. a year and how yeah. long? It's a year and four months now. Should have done it years ago. Best move you ever yeah. did, right? Definitely, definitely. I, I could never work out how a guy of such a high level and like a legit BJJ black belt with David Anuma and Ricardo Delahiva, you know, an instructor with Guru Dan in Santo, an instructor also, you know, with Rick Fay, Bob Breen, you know, and I could never work out how yeah, you're not teaching yeah. martial arts full time, why not? Well, I, I couldn't either. I was doing um, part time for teaching for 15 years. I mean, I've been involved in martial arts 35 years, teaching last 15, maybe 20 years. Wow. And having the, but I had a steady job, you know, I really wasn't enjoying it. Uh, but it's, it's having the bottle to take that step. And you know, we it, it came to a bottleneck where um, I, I had to go for it really, a bit, a bit of stress from work. But um, chatting with the wife, with the, the kids, and I was turning into a miserable person, you know. Really? So uh, one day it all came to a head, and um, we decided to go for it. And you know, like I say, the rest is history. And it should have been years ago, but that's the way it goes. But this is it. Yeah. So- I remember when you told me, because I always thought you had a nice, you know, you're going around fixing cash point yeah, machines. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I thought you had a you great... Thought I was enjoying myself. Well, I remember yeah. when we first met, you had a great little setup because you yeah. could go training, really, you could get all your work done. Yeah. But then, obviously, yeah. we never spoke about it ever again for, for like, five, six years. And then next the trouble. When, when you see a lot of people, when you see about seminars and uh, training sessions, you tend not to find out even what they do for a living. Yeah. You tend not to find what their background is. You know, I've trained with loads of people for years and years. You don't even know what job they do. Yeah. You know, it's not until you go to some of these weekend seminars where you get a chance to chill out with the guys, go for just a little beer. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you find out what, what they do for a job, you know, and uh, what their background is, if they've got family. Yeah. You know, what they're doing in their spare time, if any. Um, that's, that's when you sort of really find out about people, you know. Yeah, well, you know, this is, this is the thing. It was like, I was I, I was shocked when you told me. Yeah. And you were like, yeah, I was miserable. I hated it. And I yeah. was like, yeah. I didn't think, you, you know, sort of bloke, I would think, I can't ever imagine Andy hating anything. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not until you're away from it as well that you realise, um, you know, how much I did hate it and how much it was affecting the family. It's really affecting you. You get stuck in a rut. Really? You know, and there's a lot of people out there in the same position. I, I mean, I was lucky that I had something else to do. In fact, you, know, you turn your passion into your job. 
Yeah. And then it was just, um, it literally was living the dream. I know it's a bit corny, but we still am living the dream, you know. Yeah, but this uh, is it. So where are we going to go? We're going to get started. How did you get started in martial arts? Uh, 35 years ago, I went with my mate to a first karate lesson. I was about 15, 15 years old. Yeah. Did uh, Shaco and Cry for about about eight, nine years, got me black belt. Who's that with? Um, a guy called Harry Jones with Esker. Harry Jones, yeah, yeah I know that name. Harry yeah. Jones, um, well, the late Harry Jones, that was yeah. in Broxbourne. Right. Uh, had trained hard there, that was, that was good fun. A uh, bit of Japanese jiu-jitsu at the same time. Right. Uh, every Sunday morning, um, it moved on to train, uh, we got mad, moved, moved area. Bumped into uh, John Harvey, so that's when I started doing the uh, oh, really? kickboxing, I didn't kickboxing um, stroke tie. And he said, oh, pop down, we've got a Thursday night as well, we do a bit of stick. I said, oh, what's, what's, what's that about? Started doing a bit of stick, that's about you know, 25 years ago. Trained wow. with John for about 10, 15 years. Then um, that's when Bob Breen started doing the master classes down at yes. Hoxton Square. That was when he had his yeah, full-time place. That was the, the first... That yep. was the building he, he could have bought, right? Yeah, yeah could have yeah. been should have, but there you go. Yeah, that was it. No, but he had a great setup, <laughs> yeah. didn't he? And then he, he downscaled it a little that's bit. That's it, that's it. But hindsight's a great thing oh, because... of course it is, yeah. Of course it is. I, I remember, I remember yeah, him telling me he could have had that place. Yeah, yeah. Like, literally for a song. Yeah. I mean, when, when I was going down there, I mean, the whole area was all right. It was, it was terrible. I mean, but right, it's gentrified yeah. now, isn't oh, it? Oh, God, Hoxton now. Square, it's, it's a cool place. Yeah, it's, um, it's you know, a million pound... Houses around the corner and all sorts now. Yeah, but yeah, he took master classes there. So carried on John did a bit of um, some of the stick competitions, went to the Philippines. Yeah, well, how did you um, do in that? Because I know you, you went to, it was WeCAF, right? Yeah, WeCAF, yeah, back then. And uh, What did you win? Uh, I think it was 94, I got uh, the gold. We went out there with John Harvey, Pat O'Malley, yeah. us to the Philippines. I remember, I, remember, I was yeah. in Germany. I was in yeah. Germany reading about that in a magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That, that was good fun. Then... Um, Oh, I must be. If I'm honest, I got fed up with the stick a bit. Yeah. Carly, I just I feel I'd burn out with the stick, you know, just yeah. too much, you know. Um, changed work as well, and then had the opportunity to train full time with with Bob Breen. Yeah. So, but it wasn't just Bob Breen. It was like Terry Barnett there. Gordon was there. Poor all Gordon the, McCallum. All, all the all Jim McCafferty. Yeah, all the top guys were there. Yeah. Uh, and that was just a different world. And that and that, and that obviously led you. Yeah. That was, was that your first time you met David Uma? Uh, David Uma, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was it like, yeah. mate? Because as I always say, Dave's a polarizing guy. I love him. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, some yeah. people can't realize they look at him and they don't realize that this supreme confidence. And it isn't, you know. It's not arrogance, it's yeah, confidence. Yes, of course it is, yeah. And he's yeah. just very, very good at what he does. Yeah. And it's not like he looks at you and thinks, why can't you do this? Because he'll help you get good. Yeah, But yeah. the only thing with him, he's like, yeah, I'm good, what do you want me to do? But well, David and I, we, we didn't really get to know each other until we actually did our black belts with Bob. Right. And it wasn't until after that that I really started, because he started doing weekend seminars for Carly and uh, the JKD and stuff like that. And that was well before... Even UFC was out before we were doing BJJ or anything like that. Really? You know, back in the day, we all thought we could grapple, but we didn't really know how to grapple. Yeah. And, uh, so, uh, yeah, so David, David I mean, I've learned so much from David, just in everything. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I really love David. Yeah, I, yeah he's... Yeah. Uh, I've, I've often said to him, what's it like being the second most charismatic man in martial yeah. arts? And I shouldn't really say this on tape because he will absolutely fucking love it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, he's got way more going on. And, not, and I don't mean physically skilled, yeah, yeah. But which is obviously. Yeah. But 
he just is one of those few men that you meet yeah, that yeah. actually really enjoys being himself. He, oh, he, yeah, he, he loves yeah. being who he is. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And he, uh, he's like, you look at like, say, Corey, yeah, you know, yeah. our mutual friend, Paul Hill. Yeah. All these guys who have been around him long enough, they all end up being good. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Very, very similar like to Bob. You know, there was, but I, I've, I've never seen this with Bob, with Terry Barnett, yeah, with Gordon yeah. McAdam. If you train with them, I've seen guys who can't, they don't know the left from the right. I'm one of these, like yeah, with Terry. Yeah. I went in there and I was a shit martial artist. I'm not saying I'm any good now, but I got a bit better. Yeah. And the, you, with the JKD training, it's always been the same, isn't it? Yeah. You, I mean, you look at the guys, the guys that came out of Hoxton Square. <sighs> I mean, they're all top guys in the country now. They, yeah. They really are, because we were, we were learning from the top in, in Europe, personally, I think, in the world. In as the world, well. yeah. But you this know. is it, you know, like some of the guys that came over, you know, it was... I mean, Bob was getting all the Filipinos coming over, Aussie Goo Dan was coming over, and we were sport for choice, but I don't think we realised it at the time how sport we were. Because for us, it's just, oh, another training session, let's get down there, let's train. Yeah. And that but really, I mean, we never get anything like that again. So, so who do you, who, um, like, name some of the guys that you trained with that Bob was getting down there. Uh, all the communities. All the, all the Filipino yeah. guys, yeah. I mean, better, better than that. I mean, we didn't, we didn't really know who they were. We were just doing seminars. So Kako Kanati eternal. They all, like, yeah, they, they all went, they all went. But to be honest, I, I, I got more from uh, Bob's master classes he used to do. Yeah. You know, when people used to come around from all the country one, once a month, meet up, and I, I used to go home buzzing, buzzing. Yeah. Even, even from the normal lessons during the week. I mean, I was there sort of two, three times a week. I'd be like, I'd be spending two hours driving there. I'd get home at midnight, three times a week. I mean, yeah, good two hours driving in, two hours getting home, eating me pet lunch on the way home, getting home for midnight. Next morning, getting to work, going to work at seven in the morning. So I wouldn't see the wife, you know, wow. by the time I've already left. Doing that three or four times a week. Then we had weekend seminars. Yeah. And that, it was just uh, I mean, before we had the kids. That was. And how did yeah. you? How did you get then? Yeah, you know, was it through Bob that you got onto Guru Dance program? Yeah, yeah. One year, um, yeah, yeah, I said, you know, I was, you know, saw Dan obviously coming over every year, so I went to all the seminars. Yeah. I just said, you know, how do we get? You know, how's it going? Get onto the. Uh, the, the program and that and he says oh you've got to be invited on you've got to be invited on you can't just, you can't just walk on yeah 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 I said okay you know so, so a year later I got invited on and that just uh, went over there first year that was with David again right and that it was just uh, so we had 10 days of an instructor camp and all the seminars there as well that was just unbelievable and that opened up so many more doors I met so many more people yeah Eric Pawson Rick Fay. I never knew these guys really before yeah these uh, are that, guys we used to yeah. read about them in magazines yeah, and then, you know, yeah. you'd, hear, you'd hear you'd hear them getting referenced and then yeah. you're like Oh, this, guy wants to, yeah. this guy wants me to train with him you know because I don't know yeah. about you the first time I ever trained I trained with Guru Dan and then I remember like it was Rick Faye said to me he goes how far do you live away from Terry and I went mm, about an hour and a half's drive and he was like and you don't train with him every week yeah. and it yeah. was like an invite only yeah. you know with yeah. like some of the guys that were training there well, at the time believe it or not I, I, I used to live I was living at home with mum and dad so I used to live 10 minute walk away from Terry and we never knew Wow. Until 10 years later. Yeah, it's always the way, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he was literally round the corner, living around the corner, and we didn't know that with each other. We never speak to each other. You have the lesson. You train. Everyone has to it. rush off, don't they? You yeah. know, you don't, you don't find these things out. One of the first times, like, obviously, first time I trained with you, mm. we were at a Guru Dan 
uh, seminar and you helped me out with some stuff I didn't have a clue I didn't even know my left from my right and we well, I was still doing all of the Jeff Thompson stuff we were still doing all the yeah, karate yeah. just banging people and you know it was working but there was yeah, yeah. yeah just because it works doesn't mean you understand how it works yeah. and stuff and I always wanted to do the JKD stuff so first of all yeah I like to publicly say thanks for helping me out when I was a moron no you know what right, I mean no but then the second time <laughs> the second time that you really helped me out and opened my eyes was an Eric Paulson seminar in Coventry where Lucky and Pindy Madaha yeah. hosted and we had to roll at the end and I think you were a purple belt at the yeah, time yeah. and you just I, you remember yeah, it right yeah, yeah. and I was shit like, I mean I was really bad and I, worse yeah, than that mate yeah it was worse than that yeah worse than shit right Jesus yeah. but, you're, but if you want to know the truth if, yeah. if Neil Simpkins are listening to this one yeah. of the reasons you have to put up my sorry ass at Jiu Jitsu now is because Andy was the guy and he was like you just yeah and it was really you didn't like force it but you said maybe you should do a bit of jiu-jitsu yeah, or yeah. at least learn how to move and that and yeah. I remember I was I, I remember trying to pass your guard and you were Hicks and Gracie and me and you had your hands behind your head and, and I was like how could I how's this guy get so good and then I'm looking at you and I'm thinking this guy's like the same age as me and I'm, it's going to take me years now to catch up and then I realised with the jiu-jitsu especially don't ever try and follow somebody else's path on that. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because that's your own thing, I d- right? I, d- I just found the jiu-jitsu, I, I had to throw, I mean, throw myself into it. Yeah. You know, I, I, that's probably where Mikali suffered a bit because you don't do so much. Um, I mean, the BJJ first came out, you know, when UFC was, for, yeah. mean, was that 20 years ago? Yeah, not, well, 91, 92. So like, yeah. Yeah. And, and um, I just got me um, black belt with Bob Breen and everyone's getting into the grappling. UFC number one had come out, so everyone's got the old VHSs out yeah. and watching stuff. And the, I mean, the only club in that time of the country was uh, in Chelsea. So there, I started training down there. I mean, and who was that with? That was a, with a guy called Chen. Chen Morales? Yeah, so yeah. I was literally spending two and a half hours now driving to his. Wow. Uh, sneaking off work um, uh, early and, and getting there and uh, literally getting home past midnight, that was. Wow. So, and then, then Maurizio came over with Roger Gracie, because we, we didn't know who they were. No. We, 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 didn't, we didn't have a clue. I remember, I remember seeing Roger yeah. Gracie, a 15 year old kid. Yeah, Skin, and, uh, nice and skinny blue yeah, belt. Yeah. Blue belt, yeah. yeah. Battering smashing, everybody. Smashing everyone. Yeah. We, we, did, we just thought he was a great uh, big kid that was nice and strong. We, we didn't have a clue, really. Nah. Uh, and then it progressed to um, Roger Brooking came over. I remember. Well, I remember yeah. you were with Roger Brooking for yeah. a, for a for while. Yeah, yeah, quite a while. Was that Bra- was that Brasso? Was it or what was uh, that? What that Brasso. Then it was Alliance before, and then politics. A few more yeah. politics. Brasso, and it all changed. And then he he'd, um, he went back to Brazil. Yeah, but you always yeah. kept you always kept out there. You just did the jiu-jitsu, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Was when he went back to Brazil, there's because there, there weren't many clubs about at all. No. You know, you talk, I only talk about a handful. I think Maurizio was back up at uh, Coventry uh, teaching. At the yeah, Cust- yeah, he was at the Custer Factory. Factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well, I went so, in there. I might as well yeah. tell you. I, yeah, I, I. One of my pet hates is the guys who say, yeah. "If I'd have stuck with <clears throat> jiu-jitsu when I started it, I'd be a black belt now." Yes, I was doing yeah, this, you know, yeah. and it does you nothing, yeah. you know, because it doesn't work like that. No. But I remember I went over to the custard factory, got battered, and it mm. scared me. Oh yeah. yeah. And it was it was literally only going on Guru Dan's program, and it was like yeah. I got a massive hole. If you're going to wear a massive mm. hole in my game, and I'm like, if I'm going to wear the t-shirt, I should at least have yeah, a go. Yeah. 
and then you know, like it is mad, you know, as I said, white belt, blue belt, British champion, but like that, it's not it's, huge, yeah, yeah, but it's still competing, you so know you what I mean? You need to be minimum blue belt level, yeah, minimum, Mi- yeah. minimum, minimum, yeah. and still have a good grounding in it, literally, yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. you remember back in the day, a blue belt was, oh, well, yeah, a blue belt, yeah, yeah. yeah. it was so. Well, that was when we, I mean, watch Booking left, there was no one for us to train, and me and Dave we got together with, with each other, really, and started working together. Yeah. That's when we sort of really got to know each other. Yeah. And then sort of doing, doing the groundwork. So what grades were you there? We was like blue stroke purple. Right. And and look, looking back, we thought we knew what we was doing, but we didn't really, and you know, we you know, we didn't, we had a good grounding and that, but not um the real bare essentials for the basics. Well, you see, you well this is the thing, it's funny because it's like, if you look at, there's a, there's a, a lot of different types mm. of like BJJ players now yeah, in the UK, yeah. right? So you got the guys who just went in there and they just basically devoured everything with one instructor and did yeah, their thing. Yeah. And then you got someone like you know, like yourself, and especially with David. Dave, I think David was smart enough because it, what he got from the different guys yeah, yeah. and then put it together, and now there's no one like David yeah, Numa. Yeah, yeah. So that CFS stuff works, and it was yeah. like I was speaking to Chris Hearn about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because you got Chris and like Nick, who were like proper. They've yeah, got that old yeah. school Japanese yeah, jiu-jitsu yeah. mentality, and then you got someone like Dan Strauss, who's like. Yeah, yeah. I always say to Dan, like Dan's like the Mozart of of grappling. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, the guy's crazy. Yeah, so, I mean, I started training down uh, Mill Hill. Must be that must be about five, six, maybe even seven years ago. Right. And that was that was another world as well for the BJJ. Yeah. So it's exactly the same thing as guys going down to Bob Breams with all those guys going down to. Mill Hill, which is another, another experience. So what was that like, walking in there for the first time? Well, I mean, it was a brown belt, and I got smashed doing that. You yeah, know, but what, you just, you got to keep going back. What, by other brown belts? Or no, just... no, uh, blue, purples, uh, there weren't many brown belts at all, really. No. You know? And that means you got to keep plugging away. Well, that's you got to keep working, you got to forget that mentality that I'm the best, you just want to keep learning. But I'll tell you yeah, something, yeah. That's I found that yeah. yesterday. I was training, did the no-gi, <laughs> and then the, did yeah, the gi class. Yeah. And because I'm trying to work more off my back, yeah, yeah, I'm back. I'm not even a good, I'm not even a white belt anymore. Yeah, because you know you got these guys and you put yourself in a bad position, and it's to survive. You survive a bit better. Yeah, you survive a little yeah, bit better. Yeah. Now you start maybe getting a counter attack. But it was something Dan Strauss has said to me so many yeah. times about about Nick Brooks. Right, he says Nick's the toughest man he yeah. knows. We, yeah, yeah, he's. We, we, I mean, he goes on. For Forever. I mean, he, he, back in East, when he was sort of first learning, he was rolling, training three times a day, every day. Yeah. You know, and he's, he's had a lot of injuries, and you could, you could see why, like, in the amount of training he's doing. But he's like an encyclopedia or the BJJ world. You can ask him anything, he's, he's got, he's, and he's got the answers. Really? You know, that's why when the standard there was so high. He, even even the white belts are tough. Yeah, oh. You know, there's no easy role. He doesn't necessarily go mad. No. Uh, but there's no easy role. No, no, well, uh, well, this, I think you find that with most BJJ schools, uh, and it is one of the things, like, you know, go on the internet, everyone knows the BJJ police, and if you're a, if you, yeah, you say you're a yeah. spoofer, yeah. you say you're a black belt and you're not, you'll, yeah. you'll get your ass. For, for me, for me personally, I, with all the different arts, I just try and find the best people they are, there are in their art, so the BJJ, the Kali, the wrestling, the judo. If you can find the best people in their art, go and train with them, and if you can keep up with them, 
you're doing all right. Yeah. You're never going to be as good as them, but if you can keep up with them. Well, this is yeah. well, this is the thing. It's like another mutual friend of ours, yeah. and I know you've just been competing in it, and there's a bit of a weight disparity. But what, Steve Sweetlove? What was it I, like? I, I didn't. I didn't know you knew him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah Steve. Where Steve, did you know him then? Well, we had him down. We had Steve down to do when we myself and Al Pizan were doing master yeah. classes. We did exactly the same thing, where it was like we'd get our instructors in. Right. Uh, so it was during that period where everyone was doing like they, like we we were the, we were the complete opposite to everyone else. So everyone else would do you're doing a six month course and you get like some you know, foundation yeah, yeah, instructorship yeah. or something. Yeah. And you turn up with us and we were like you, you know if yeah. you're lucky you might get a certificate saying you turned up. Yeah. What we will do is in the six month masterclass we will get the best guys in their field. Right. Okay. Yeah. To come yeah. and teach you. Yeah. And then we'll teach we'll teach a bit as well. Yeah. But it was like, you know, so when it was wrestling, we got Steve to come in. Yeah. Uh, and what's his mate's name with the moustache? Uh, is Dan, it you got Dan Sullivan or you got um, Dino? Dino. Dino. Dino, yes. tough yeah. as nails. Yeah. Old boy with the broken yeah, nose. Yeah, so Dino turned <laughs> up as well. And we had Steve, Steve Sweetlove comes in. Yeah. And we have a couple of these guys that are with us. I won't mention their names because they're lovely blokes. But they've had a few tear-ups. They've done a bit of training, so they yeah, think they're tough. Yeah. And I'm trying to explain yeah. to them, this guy here, first of all, is the man. Yeah. Secondly, if you don't understand wrestling, it's the same as clinching Muay Thai. Yeah. yeah. You can bang, you can kick, you can punch, you can elbow. But he'll just drag you into the clinch yeah. and beat you up. Uh, Stephen Sweet, I've got MBE. MBE, yeah. The, um, I mean, I, again, that was... Um, I was grappling and I was doing a lot of gi stuff, but I really, you know, the UFC was still about, I mean, I don't know, up to sort of 100 by now, and the last two years I thought, can, can I really take down a wrestler? Everyone's wrestling. Yeah. Everyone's wrestling. So I thought, and I don't know grappling anyway, I thought, can, can I seriously be honest with myself, can I take down a wrestler? Yeah. So I knew the club, so I, I popped up there, said hello, like, all real nice guys, no egos, no nothing. They don't look no, like... No Matt Fee. I thought really? that was winding me up. I said, yeah, he's, he's me, he's a tenor. Like, you know, no, 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 there's no Matt Fee. I said, what do you mean? No, there's no Matt Fee. So we're, we're trading at the um, Bedfordshire headquarters, yes. the police in, in, in there. Uh, so I set myself a goal. I said, I set myself a goal of a year of wrestling training to be able to take down a wrestler. You know, and understand yeah, it all. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, it was going around, I said, mate, oh, I'm still struggling. I can't, you know, it's been a year now. I'm still struggling to do proper takedowns. He said, uh, it's, it's not a year, you've been here two years. I said, wow. I said, is he your joke? No, no. I said, I'll give myself a year. He said, no, you've been here two years now. I said, oh, well, so I had to reevaluate my goals. Yeah, so I just had it on another year. So I gave myself three yeah. years now to be able to, obviously got a much better understanding of what, oh, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a wrong wrong art for someone who's uh, no, well, wrong side of 50, but. Uh, well, the, yeah, yeah, how old are you now? Well, next year will be the big five home. Yeah, you see, this yeah. is the thing, yeah, you know, I don't, you know, still the hair's there, yeah, not still, dying at home. No, not yet. No, no. Yeah. But you're, like, you're still, still as useful as ever, and it's like, with the, with the wrestling, especially yeah. with Steve, yeah. for the guys who are listening, if you don't know yeah. who he is, check him out. He was doing Sombo. Bedford Wrestling. Bedford, Bedford wrestling, wrestling, right? But he was doing Sombo back in the day yeah. with Martin yeah. Clark when they were going over to the Eastern Block. Yes, yeah. And they were Smashing them all up. Hammering. And like, yeah. then you speak to him, what do you do in the day day job, policeman? What yeah. do you do? Yeah, beat people up. And, then you're, and, like, and he's such a lovely bloke. Yeah, yeah. And 
yeah, as I said, when we had him, a couple of these guys, they've had a couple of rocks and they were like, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I'll see what he's got. And he just stretched them. And one yeah. of these guys, he's never been the same since. Yeah. But Steve kept saying to him, and I, yeah, I'd already said, listen, there's certain guys I bring in yeah. and they'll be very open to their questions, which is what Steve is. But there'll be a point where you can just see Steve go, you have to feel this to understand what's happening yeah, now. Yeah. And he's not like to injure them, but yeah. what he does is, uh, it, it, you know, and the thing is, a wrestler, you know, you only have to look at Mark Kerr and Coleman and yeah. boys like that. They were battering. I mean, it's, Steve, he's the real deal. I mean, they're all there. I mean, the, the standard is so high. Yeah. I mean, I usually go there on a Sunday morning and uh, the wife gets a bit upset because when I come back, I, li I literally can't move for the rest of the day. Really? You know, it's, it's that with a lot of spine. It's all controlled. There's no smashing people up no. or anything like that. But there's a lot of good guys there from other styles of wrestling as well. So how did, you, how did, you, find, so how yeah. did you find the mindset? Because they don't look at themselves as no, martial no, artists. No, They're no, athletes, very, right? Very different. Very yeah, different. Yeah, They're so tough guys. They're tough guys. I mean, you've got the BJJ is all about not using strength and using technique and, you know, angling away and all that sort of stuff. The, the wrestling, you know, the guy's got no necks. Yeah. You know, it's, it's drive forward, drive forward, drive forward. It's a bit more old school, I'd say, but great, great for, what's it, lots of different rules as well. You can't yeah. sit on your back and go no, guard. No, I mean, no. that's it, that's the end of it. Yeah. You know, we do a few local um, sort of southern area wrestling competitions and stuff like that. Oh, I have a little go, but, you know, the, the guys are half my age. and uh, yeah, You were saying that, half your age, 10 kilos yeah, over yeah, here. Yeah, 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 but uh, I, I just enjoy doing it. Yeah. If I still get there, I'll have a go. You know? so what, what did you compete in jiu-jitsu? Jiu-jitsu, I've done a few... Um, I haven't really medalled or anything like that. I've done a few sort of uh, tasting sessions with other black belts and stuff like that. You know, a couple of no-gi competitions. Yeah. Did you yeah, do Cleos? Yeah, I've done Cleos in the past. I've done Cleos in the past. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm not. I must be. I'm not really a competition person. I mean, no. I had loads of stick competitions, you know, yeah. back in the day. The odd kickboxing one here and there. But I don't. I just love the training. Just love the training. If you listen, have you been listening to this? And then you're working out why this guy wasn't teaching full time. Yeah. Now you'll understand why I was shocked. <laughs> but honestly, I couldn't work it out. Because now teaching is. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. bread and butter, yeah. right? Oh, it's, it's a job, it's a living now. Yeah, it is a living. But I've been having, so just over here, it's opened up so many more doors for me. Right. So I'm, I'm getting together, not only my own training, you know, and, and other people's training, but I'm, I'm getting together with people now that specialise in their arts. Yeah. You know, I've even started, um, I, was a, I was a hater of judo. I just had no interest in judo at all. You know, really? I thought it was so boring, non-technical. Had the opportunity to train with a guy, um, uh, Daniel Sul um, uh, Sullivan uh, Hare, sorry, uh, Dan uh, Stanley. How long was I with judo? So I've been really? in private for, uh, actually, that's a year now. Yeah. A year in private. Well, that's, uh, like, that's like Wayne Lakin with me. Yeah. Me, myself, yeah. myself, Wayne Lakin and Nathan Leverton taught a seminar, three sections, and I was like, I will be doing the stupid part. So I was doing the stand-up, and then, uh, the, like, Wayne, Wayne did basically an Ashibarai and Kawuchi Ashibarai. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And I was like, well, this guy's a genius. Yeah. And yeah. like then, like Nathan Leverton said, I'm getting that off on everybody. Yeah. And it, it was like, but judo's... I, I'm, I'm loving it. I mean, again, wrong age to start it, but uh, I, I, I enjoy putting on my white belt. Uh, we have a good good uh, jump about, and I said to Daniel, yeah, I want to judo for judo, you know, not for BJJ, I want classic traditional judo. 
Yeah. So, uh, you know, we have a jump about it. And it is, it's hard, like the wrestling. You know, yeah, you've got to yeah. keep getting off the floor. Basically, yeah. we have a really technical class. Uh, yeah. And uh, maybe one day I might get me a black belt in that, but that's not, uh, maybe a 10-year goal. Yeah, but hey, I'm, I'm just enjoying the training with it. I'm really. so, I, I, start, yeah. I set myself a goal of 10 years for BJJ for a black belt, and I'm a three-stripe blue yeah. belt seven yeah. years in. Yeah, yeah. But the problem is I've picked <laughs> one of the hardest gyms in, in yeah. England, and not only that, I really don't care about the yeah. belt. You, know, you should I, keep plugging away. Oh, regular what? training. That's all it is. No, you don't. You do get people that start going mad. They're, oh, I'm training like six day a week. Three months down the line, they've quit completely. Yeah. You get have regular training, two or three times a week, and just keep keep going at it. Keep yeah. going at it. Well, do you, do you know what I found? What I found with the jujitsu is sometimes I'm on the mat and, and I just hate it. You yeah. know, like yeah. I, 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 what. It's a hard. It's a pretty hard one. If you don't do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you won't understand this. I love the feeling afterwards. Yeah. And ninety percent of the time, I love Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. There's a ten percent where I absolutely hate it. If you're on the receiving end, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not liking it. I'm not liking it. (laughs) But then, what I can't handle is I can't. I don't like how I feel. I don't like that living with myself, knowing that I shit out. Yeah. You know, like you know where you bottled it and you're thinking, yeah. Why didn't I do the session? Yeah. Yeah. So. You, you can't give up, mate. You can't no, give no, up, no. It's, you're defeated. Just you know, it's that mentality. You got to push yourself to turning up to training is the hardest bit. Yeah, yeah. Getting off to get, training, getting on that mat is the hardest bit. Getting off your backside, watching the rubbish on TV. Yeah, exactly. You know, that, you've had exactly a hard that. day. You know, you're you're drained. You don't want to just want to sit down, do you? No, no. You so, know. so now when you're teaching, what, just uh, this is shameless shameless plug time. You take from what age? <laughs> We got uh, two junior classes from five years to seven years. Yeah. And then we got from eight years to 12, 13 years. Then we have adult classes. Yeah. And that's ranging from MMA, uh, BJJ, Nogi, the JKD, the Carly, uh, kickboxing, tie boxing. This is the local uh, junior school. Yeah. Uh, hoping sometime next year to get a nice little unit in Letchworth in nice one. Hertfordshire but you know taking it easy uh, I've got a lot of guys um, mentoring me for the business side well, of martial arts well this is this is white belt of the business side I, I yeah. saw I saw that you were you were up with uh, another mutual friend of ours Tony Davis yes Tony's well, giving some great advice Tony great advice, Tony yeah. Davis is one guy that I need to mm. get on the podcast uh, you got, you got to speak to him mate I mean we went we got together. I phoned him up. I said, told him his story. He said, "Oh, come up, come up." So we went. When I went up to his, uh, he's got a great place in uh, Milton Keynes. Yeah, Black yeah, yeah. It's awesome, isn't it? Oh, it's beautiful. The artwork on yeah, the wall and that yeah, is brilliant. Yeah. yeah. So we we, we said, uh, I said, Look, let's let's roll for half hour. And like, he's always said he wants to improve his grappling. So we roll for half hour. He said, oh, "We'll go for coffee." So we walked down the road. He said, "I'm just going to pop in this uh, news agent." So he came out with a great big notebook and pen. I thought, "What have you got that for?" He says, so you're not going to take any notes? Uh, oh, yeah, sure, sure. So that that half-hour coffee turned into about four hours... Really? ...of start to finish, how to run business-wise, your martial arts. Well, you see, no. I, I met Tony... The first time I met him, it was... I think it was one of Bob's... One of Bob's seminars yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But we had classes in Milton Keynes, and... Once we winded, we were winding down the classes in Milton Keynes. I sent a load of guys yeah, to Tony, yeah. and it was through another 
mutual friend of mine and Tony's guy called Wayne Stokes another super yeah, successful yeah. martial artist and I used to always look at these martial artists and go they can either be really good martial artists but not making any money yes because yeah. I always thought it was yeah. mutually exclusive yeah and then you meet Tony you meet Wayne and then you're like no, no, you can't no. do both. That, yeah. You can do both, mate. I bet that was he a wake-up call, mean, wasn't it? Tony, he's got over 500 students. Wow. And he said, look, watch her. So we went for coffee for four hours, all the notes down, how to start it all, and blah, 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 and how to get it going and stuff, you know, the basics. He said, come back, watch the classes. And I was watching the classes, I thought, oh, my God, this is, this is what I needed to do. Yeah. Well, I tell you, have you ever trained with John Will? Has you, has you got you to meet him yet from Australia? He's oh, I know John. Well, I know John. I've been to a seminar. seminar You've been to before, a seminar, yeah. 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 But John's yeah. probably, I would say, he's easily in my top three teachers. Yeah. But Tony yeah. Davis is like, you know, Tony will go like that. I'll get John. Yeah. And I'll book him. And he said, what we'll do is, there's only ten of us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We train, and he goes. Like, like we'll train for three hours yeah, yeah. and then we sit down and we'll talk for two hours just about business yes but it's yeah. like you're sitting there with like a guy who's like the greatest life coach ever oh this is what you need ah. this is what you need and then it's like so, I mean, I, I, I'd known uh, Tony for, for years but we never really crossed paths the old seminar bumped into each other didn't really know what each other was doing I said he's only around the corner from me really like you know half hour's drive I've got to get together with him so I've been over there a few times a couple of seminars I've, I've attended there yeah but then um or do I know uh, Matt Chapman? Matt, Matt Chapman. The Midmaster. Yeah. Great guy. Yeah. yeah. I've done That's a couple a of his guy. courses. Really highly recommended for everyone. The Black Belt Business yes. stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. Highly recommended. So I've got a lot of good ideas from there. And he's, he's an open guy. Just text him, ring him up. He'll give you any advice you want. Yeah, he's you know, a really good like, guy. We've, we've taught on a few seminars where, yeah, he goes in there and he's... What I like about, especially Matt Chapman, is everything's drills-based. Because mm. normal people don't want that. Yeah. They don't yeah. want a bank. Yeah. What they want is they want the skills. And it, I tell you what it is, I, I always look at it as akin to, like, you go to B&Q, you get all these guys that you can buy all yes. of this... Yeah. All of this materials, but they'll all be in the tool section because they want the tools. Yeah. But they don't necessarily ever put up shelves. Yeah. And that's martial arts because they'll, they'll they'll do all of these drills, but they don't ever want to fight. No. It's like it's the maddest paradigm in the world, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot from from his seminars are very good. Yeah. Very good. Well, this is one of the things that I, I I've noticed when you put on Facebook. There's pictures of you wearing like the traditional black gi when you're teaching yes, the kids, right? Yeah, yeah. And where yeah. did you get that so idea the, from? The kids' class, the junior classes, um, we've got all black gis, but it's more of a kickboxing based stroke JKD. I mean, you got you got, you got to be they're only five year olds, you yeah. know. But we do within the junior classes, we're doing groundwork, we're doing striking, we're doing um, anti-bully stuff, we're doing stranger danger. Yeah. You know, uh, it's a big mixture. Um, I mean, I only started again, I was only doing that once a week for the kids. Yeah. Then I was getting really busy with it, so we had to split the age groups. Yeah. Started then again, again, still getting so many people coming along uh, without even trying. Uh, we had to go two nights, and I'm hoping next month we're going to go three nights for the juniors. Wow. And that, so, they, I mean, they're really taking off. So, really how, taking how off. are you going to manage this? How are you going to manage your time then? Well, is it? Uh -huh. <laughs> it's got to be managed, isn't it? Yeah. Time yeah. management. Do yeah. one of those courses, mate. You'll find out. Yeah, really. <laughs> so, what's the future hold for you apart from the future? Future's good, mate. I mean, family life is family life is great. 
you know, we've got we, we bought a dog. You know, we're out really? walking every day. We got all. We've got that much spare time as what we used to because you know it is getting busier. I teach privates all day at weekends. You know, I do my own training. Uh, I'm loving the wrestling, the judo. I'm loving all the training that I'm doing. The Tough Mudder, the Wolf Runs, all of this yeah. stuff. What was it you used yeah, to do? Well, tough Mudder, that's great for your mum and your, your sister. <laughs> <laughs> all, all you Tough Mudders out there. There's, there's only one uh, adventure race, that's Tough Guy. The Tough Guy? Wolverhampton. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to run, run through water at minus 10, ice. Two uh, to four inches thick. How many times? Yeah, how many times? No, 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 fifteen times now. Fifteen, 15 times, times yeah, right? Yeah. And yeah. What I, what I'm going to have you on this is right because I know that you know that the training helps you to a degree, right? Yeah. But yeah. good genetics are a bit because how old is your dad? So my dad's he, he must be about seventy five now, and he's still doing the triathlons, and he did he started doing all the lake lake swimming. Really? So he'd go across, just Lake Windermere, swim across with his mates. Because you, 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 you and him have done a few yeah, of the tough done, guys. Yeah, done tough guys. He's, uh, he, he hasn't done any of the winter ones. The, one, the winter ones are the real tough ones. I mean, you're going for four hours uh, and only half the the competitors get through. With, yeah, tell us how, because yeah. how, how, I remember you telling me this once over, uh, I think it was we were eating something. Yeah, yeah. You told me. What, what, so, how long's the course? Uh, it's the course, it's only about eight or nine country miles. But you go around the, yeah, you go around the um, the obstacle course. Uh, some of you, sometimes you go around twice. Yeah. Winter time, you can only manage it once, and you're going through, literally swimming through icy water, crawling under barbed wire, jumping over hails uh, of uh, fire and fire, bales of hay. Uh, you're literally um, the winter one. You only get half the competitors. About four thousand people do it. And right. half of them finish. Really? Yeah, and you literally got hyperthermia as you ended. The, the ambulances are queuing up. Really? To take people to hospital. Jesus. I mean, I had sort of semi-retired from the winter one because the wife said I was in such a state. Yeah, two I know. Years ago. Be, 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 be yeah, up, I was it? a bit beaten up, and uh, it was. Um, yeah, doing all the jiu-jitsu and martial arts, you know your body. You know yeah. when it's you've had enough, and yeah. when you've had enough, and you still got another hour to go. There's no point just quitting for me. You got to carry on. You got to get to the end. I mean, you're crawling through under the ground. You're going up obstacles that are as high as a house, climbing up ropes. Uh, I've managed to persuade a few guys to do it. They've only done it once, right? Yeah. And the sign of the real tough guys to do it more than once because you know what you're going to go through. Yeah. The so, so pain what, what, where do you reckon you got the mental toughness it's, from? It's got to be my parents. Not, really? Not just my dad. My mum as well. Really? Yeah, she's, she's not in the sport or anything, but I mean, it's, it's both of them. Both of them. Really? Uh, I mean, my dad, my dad uh, he wanted to start doing trifling, but he couldn't swim that well. He did a couple of lengths, you know. Joined the swimming club, learned how to swim properly. So now him and the, all of these RAPs, uh, they go on the cycle. They just decide, let's go Sunday morning, let's do, let's do 80 miles. You know. You're joking. So me. I joined my dad's running club. He's got a running club, and uh, we do the I do the winter season 10k's. So once a month we do a 10k cross country. Right. Uh, out of our group, there's about 15 from our, our club. There's about 20 clubs. I'm usually last. Really? I'm last. So all these guys in their 70s are beating me, and I'm struggling. Yeah, but again, you're, 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 if I can keep up with them, I'm doing all right. I found well, the guys what... that are good in their area. If I can keep up with them, but well, I'm not keeping up with them. They're overtaking me. <laughs> yeah, but at least. You're, <laughs> At least you're, you're there, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. My final question is right now. 
if there was one more art that you could do, or one more person that you've never trained with, because we've referenced that many, because you trained with Egan Machado back in the day. Eric Pawson. Yeah, yeah, and this is when nobody. Yeah, Greg yeah, Nelson. Yeah, you, you, you know, you can, you can get guys to go to these seminars back in the day. Now, like star power sells now, because yeah, people will yeah. go. But it, who is there anyone that you would love to train with, or is there any art you love to do? I've got so much stuff to do and work on already. There's nothing more. You know, I'm, I'm just happy doing uh, presidents to judo and wrestling. I'm still doing a lot of Carly. Um, when I got together with Gary Hopchoff, doing the the Carly sort of relighted me fire for the Carly. But you, uh, you, well, I, I've, yeah. that's why I'm here, mate. <laughs> Regular <laughs> listeners will know we use we had Gary Hopchoff on, mm. did, did did a great podcast with him and another yeah Hertfordshire is crazy because there's some mm. great great martial artists great Carly guys in Hertfordshire, but Gary is criminally unknown because he just doesn't yes. push himself. No. No. For, a, for a six foot five inch yeah, huge he's guy enough. he's big enough yeah he is big enough to be able and he doesn't he just lets people you know discover him and I'm like because he's, he's quality he's isn't he he's a great Scott Barnett so I used to drive down once a week for the Carly we all went to Germany together yeah uh, for Rick Fay uh, I came back and I thought I've got to get back into the Carly stuff well we, we, were, we were on the we we got the plane back. We got the plane back there. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a yeah. great one. Yeah, uh, I have to admit, quite I, flight that was. Yeah, that was a great <laughs> one, wasn't it? I got uh, I, I can take a little bit of credit for yeah. this because when you were talking, you were going to LA, you were yeah. getting the training in, but it was just the other aspect yeah. of the building connections and yes. you know because it's all well and good doing it once a, once a year yeah. but when you know that there's somebody around the corner that you can like right okay uh, yeah, you know yourself you need to be doing it once once a week easily you know easily yeah, and, and once a week and then going back and drilling it with the guys yeah. and drill, doing drill, drill. it you know what I mean yeah. so man I tell you what I have to admit I'm, normally I am I'm half really really like and you know, just my passion's ignited anyway because we're yeah. down here at Calshot getting ready for the training. But the other half of me, I'm feeling despondent because when someone like you tells me you got a load to work on, I yeah. am fucked, man. Always I've got a lot more say, to work on. Always something to work on, mate. Always something hey, to work on. I tell you what, right. Andy Nugent, keep going. One of the nicest guys in martial arts, period. And that's the truth. And you know what, man? I am so. Every time I see you, you always seem to be just happier. Yeah, Because like, yeah. it's getting, like, things are just moving and yeah. it's the way forward. Yeah. Dude, thank you so much for your no time. Worries, man. Absolutely no wonderful. That's nice. Yeah. Thanks, bro. Thanks for having thank me, Thank you. Thanks for listening today. We have a brand new show every Friday. You can listen to all our interviews on MixedMartialArts.com. Today's show was produced by the wizard himself, Ant McGinley. Mixed Martial Arts is a Paint Your Headphones production. Wah!